Hey everyone, Jay here. I just wanted to say that we've got some really cool artwork for this episode, so you're going to want to click through to the show notes to check out the full version of the image, which we'll be showing in your podcatcher right now. Our thanks go out to Yuri Keynes on Twitter for working with us to create this piece of art. Anyway, on with the show. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Waffling Tailors podcast. I am your host, Jay. Whoa, 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 I'm, I'm I'm introducing the show. That's what I do, right? At the beginning of the episode, I introduce the show. Wait a minute. This this is this is Final Fantasy Reflections, the part which you said you wanted nothing to do with, to avoid spoilers. Do do you, do you want spoilers? Because this right here is how you get spoilers. Do you want spoilers? No, no, no. Then officially on your bike. But but I want the yeah but, bike I, Sp- spoilers. You want them? But I was allowed to take part last yeah. week. This is pure spoil. Do you want spoilers? Uh, okay. Bye, everyone. <sighs> Thank f- he's gone. Shinra building. Yeah. I love I love the fact that going into the Shinra building, much like dogs, the security officers the security officers can't look up. There are th- there are three people on top of a big transport truck, stood upright, not really hiding too much. No one sees it. You're going to want to bleep this out because there's no other way to describe it. But Go one on. of those people is built like a brick shit house, <laughs> and they don't see him. All hear him. Or hear him. Yeah, he's not being quiet. He's not whispering. Like, I'm pretty sure at one point Tifa, I can't remember if she says something to him or just kind of like shushes him. But she definitely looks at him like, dude, seriously? Yeah. (laughs) Shut up. But yeah, no, one of them is like a human tank and they don't see him. (laughs) Ow. Mm. But I do do find it funny that he ended up like falling off the edge and landing on one of them. I know it's like a very cheesy joke to make that like his bum ends up on the guy's face but it still made me laugh because i'm a child <laughs> well you gotta laugh aren't you i'm yeah. like peter pan only filthier <laughs> not saying a damn thing so <laughs> so that leads to... now i obviously cho- chose to run up the stairs because mm-hmm. you always get a choice now is, can you actually go up the elevator? Because I, I just instinctively went to the stairs. I did both. On my first playthrough, I went up the elevator. Right. Because I wanted to see how it was. And also, I'm going to be perfectly honest, I I got turned around and didn't know where the door was to take the stairs. <laughs> I'm just so, going to be perfectly honest. So you but just yeah, took so the I, only door. Yeah. yeah, I took the only door and it happened to the elevator. The elevator is hilarious in its own way. But I do love the stairs. I love I, the stairs. I took the stairs just because of a couple of things. The banter. Yes. The Tifa. That, yeah. Oh, 
Tifa just like bombs it ahead of them. I remember like hitting sprint on that and not being able to catch up with her at all. But one thing I also liked is that um, with FF7 Remake, I'm pretty sure you noticed that the storytelling is also done through the music. Mm. What I liked about Taking the Stairs was the music got slower and more... More distorted. Yeah, because they were getting... Which is hilarious because I expected Barrett to get tired first, which he did. Yeah. And maybe Tifa after him at some point. Maybe a good... More than halfway up that she'd be like, yeah, no, I'm done. But she was still like, you know, sprinting ahead. What I didn't expect that it would be Cloud that started mm-hmm. slowing down second because he's Mako enhanced. And I was just like, bro, what? <laughs> just just, just going to show that he's, he's more for sprinting and not for a marathon. Yeah, 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 definitely. But I did like that the music got more distorted, more drawn out and sounded tired the higher mm-hmm. you got up. And I loved that. I love that Square... I know that they were very proud of how they'd um, done... Oh, I can't remember what it was called, how they described it, but it's like dual recording where um, if you're running around an area, there's always two tracks playing. So you've got your main um, world, like overworld map theme, and then in the background, quietly, is like the, the, the combat version so that it seamlessly switches tracks. It's not like a crossfade, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They had um they had a proper term for it and I can't remember it off the top of my head, but I thought it was genius because it is so seamless and it mm. doesn't take you out of where you are. It just picks up the tempo and then mm. when the fight's over it just slowly fades back into the the standard version. I love that. They yeah. they've done a phenomenal job with storytelling through music as well. There were times where um, I remember after the the first reactor blowing up and just before you see Sephiroth, the the theme that's playing... In the streets when you're walking through the streets. Yes. Yeah. It's, um, it's The Promised Land from Advent Children, which I thought was great, mm. mostly because there are a lot of Advent Children elements in the remake good lord is there a lot i mean Mm -hmm. (laughs) just the the black feathers and having i'm I'm gonna jump ahead of myself here again but having kadaj laz and yazoo as um as a boss enemy in the last fight was just like chef's Mm -hmm. kiss because if you've not gone you know deep dived into the compilation of final fantasy 7 I know that it was IGN, yep, calling you out, IGN, um, that posted a video for those three enemies and was saying that it was Barrett, Tifa, and Cloud, and it was their their future selves trying to protect the timeline. And I was just like, one, no, <laughs> two, definitely not, and three, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, and f- yeah. yeah, pretty much. It's like even I figured that out, and I was—it uh, was like two in the morning, and I was really tired, mm-hmm. and I was just like, "Hang on a minute, I recognise those move sets." Yeah. <laughs> but I can understand where they may have made the mistake. But do your mm. research. <laughs> yeah, it's a couple of things in the in the uh, stair section that I really like. But one thing that I will say is, I made an absolute effort to beat Barrett to the top, and I only just made it. Oh, nice. The reason being is because when he was saying stuff, I was slowing down to listen to him. Mm. And 
I love the fact that at one point he's starting to sing to try and keep going. Oh, yeah. He likes to do that. He likes to sing yeah. a little bit. And I can't remember if it was Barrett or Cloud, but I know one of them cracked a really crappy joke. Mm. I think it was Cloud. This is going back a while, but I think it was Cloud that that tried to crack a joke and it just fell on deaf ears. It just didn't <laughs> work. And I'm sat there, I'm thinking, oh, I had to stop. You know where you sort of stop and you put the pad down and you go, oh, for God's sake. That's how Barrett caught up to me. Oh, no. Because I, I, I had the classic dad joke reaction of, oh, and then he overtook me. No, you don't. No, you don't. So I was like for 20 odd um, flights, for, for 20 odd flights, I was trying to catch up to him and I was cutting the inside and trying to budge him out of the way and oh it was just awful i managed to beat him though and they got to the top and, and tifa was like what took you so long don't start <laughs> yeah. don't you dare don't. <laughs> just don't yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no i did take both routes because i was very intrigued to see how they would how they would differ i'll have to once it's um once it's sunk in that it's over because it still hasn't sunk in yet. I'll have yeah. to go back and just take alternate route for certain things. Yeah, no, I definitely recommend it. Um, I've been trying on my second playthrough to get Aerith's. My brain just went. Nope. Weapon. And um, we're on your own. It's okay. We've come. Get the um the romance meter or the friendship meter up more so mm. that I get her secret scene, which I've already seen. Oh, you, the secret scenes. Oh, I've got so much so much catching up to do. Yeah, it's the um it's before you go and rescue Eris. So you're at her house, Cloud wakes up in the middle of the night and he goes outside and will have a conversation with someone. Yeah. I don't know I think I think you said you got Tifa. Yeah, she was sort of stood there wondering what the hell was going on, and you sort of wanted for, for the scene I saw. Yes, Cloud wandered I up, and they—I they, they, don't want to say embraced, but they hugged. Yeah, because that's when I was talking about how um, Cloud is—he's—he's a—he's a grown man, but he's got the mind of a, a fifteen, sixteen-year-old boy, and he—he yeah. he recalled how Barrett embraced her and you know comforted her, and he mm. wanted to emulate, but you know he's awkward; he doesn't know. Um, yeah, so for that scene, you can get Eris or Barrett. I've seen both of them. I've got to try yeah. and get Barrett now. I know. Barrett's is kind of like, aww. <laughs> but Eris's one is very like, huh, okay. Yeah. I highly recommend you try and get it because I don't want to spoil that for you. But again, I've I've completed it, and you're still stopping spoilers. I know, I, I, but you haven't seen that bit, and I, I don't know. know whether I should. Well, well it's it's not just you. that. I'm what what I meant is I've you know last time you were resisting telling me stuff. I know, you know which you had to, and now you're still doing the same because I haven't locked everything yet. I know, I know, because oh. I. Uh. It's a, like I'm, I was fine with like spoiling it for myself because mm. I was just so desperate to know. Because yeah. I heard a few murmurings on the internet of um, what Eris's scene was for that particular bit section, mm. and I was like, I can't do it. I need to see it for myself, and I'm glad I did because wow, it was meta. It mm. was meta AF, and it, mm. especially after seeing the ending and how she changed a little bit and how she became sort of kind of all know all knowing yeah which was like whoa but if you'd have gotten that scene earlier on it wouldn't have been as much of a surprise because mm-hmm. <laughs> of the some of the stuff that she said to cloud and it was like oh okay mm. okay 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 right to, to my next point 
I loved it but before you did the stuff like finding the key and talking to people where you had the you're walking around and you had like Barrett saying so this is how the other people how the other half live and what have you and then mm. you saw the 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 view from up there mm. which again all the views in that game whether it's the slums or the top of the Shimra building just mm. mind-blowing but then you went up a level and you had the was it the museum the ex- the exciting Shinra Grand Tour, oh, and then you had you, you had Tifa going. I think I just threw up a little. I sat yeah. there. And my instant reaction: I'm sat in a house by myself, and I'm talking to the game. I'm going, yeah, I think I have as well. Yeah, no, I I I said something somewhere. I was like, yeah, I was like, girl, same. <laughs> it was mm. disgusting, but it fits in with President Shinra. Yeah, it's it, and it was also kind of like a bit of a lore dump for people as well to see that they weren't always just into Mako. Like originally, it was like building vehicles and yeah. then going on to building bigger vehicles and then army tanks and um, airships and then there was the space program and it just shows you how many pots Shinra has got their finger in. Yeah. You know, it's not just one sector. They have got literally got the monopoly on everything. Got fingers in so many pies. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's household appliances, it's the car you drive, it's you know, it could even be a trouser press. That's you know, that's how much of a n- monopoly Shinra has. Yeah. It's not just Mako energy. Hmm. I also love the um you know, after you go through the museum and you see like who's in charge of what division, so you Again, I'm going to butcher some of these names. You've got Scarlet in charge of this. Mm. You've got the person who, again, spoilers, who ends up, I think, in in this remake, he controls controls K-Sith. That's the one. Then you see, is it Heidegger? Yes. Yeah, you see him and he's in charge of this and that and the other. And then you walk through to another room where there's a massive circle Mm. and you see like a hologram of uh, Shinra. And then you get that propaganda video. Oh, the propaganda video was... It was one of those things where I was watching it going, oh my god, they have a propaganda video. But at the same Mm -hmm. time, I was going, oh my god, they've made a propaganda video. This is great. That's great attention to detail. Yeah. The the propaganda video was awesome, yet sickening at the same time. But I I did love the fact that they mentioned in that video, it was like the ancients. Yeah, you know the ancient thing, and then at the end of that, you, there's the massive meteor. You know <gasps> that whole sequence was yeah. amazing. Oh, uh, I, I I just thought, can can we go back and remake Advent Children, but now, you know, with what yeah. we've got now and the technology, just can, like for the eyes and the meteor and the battles and everything. Yeah. Advent Children was a fantastic movie, and the ending, that fight scene was just incredible. But oh. can we just remake it, but now? With everything a, a, a butt-ton better. <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah. Just someone, anyone from Square Enix, can you just do at least a couple of scenes as a teaser? Mm-hmm. Please, something, anything, because it'd just be awesome. But yeah. I just thought that meteor was just awesome. It it was a bold move as well, because like, throughout the game, um, especially when you meet Eris, they, they were hinting at future events. Mm. You know, Cloud seeing... Again, spoilers for listeners. I can't stress it enough, but if you've gotten this far, you already know. But still, you're in too deep. You're in too deep, bro. But I'm <laughs> still being, deep. I'm still being polite and giving you an out. But uh, spoilers when, um, you know, seeing Eris's death, those future he, echoes in the back. Yeah, yeah, and it's like, hmm. 
Um, and I even Steve like Mature. just 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 a quick thing with the future echoes. I even love the fact that the echo you see from Red is essentially the ending mm. of the original Final Fantasy VII game, where he's running with two of the people. I'm going to and- get into that. I will get into that with you because that becomes the, the the true deep dive into theory crafting. But but again, I just love that. You know where you just get like less than a second, mm. and I was sat there. I went, oh, oh, I know what that is. I mean, yeah, you know, the amount of times. And but- they even pulled it from Advent Children. A lot of those sequences were pulled mm. from Advent Children, which I don't blame them reusing assets. It's probably mm. saved them a lot of time and money. I yeah. know there's been a couple of people online that are like, oh, why did they do that again? Time, money. If you have assets that you're going to use for literally split seconds, you don't yeah. need them to look perfect. They I was just, just going to mention that. It, you've, you've got that filter of the flashback and <clears throat> the the tiny, like, half a second, right? And you've got that filter on it and it's really bright. Mm-hmm. So unless you've seen Advent Children or mm-hmm. you're, you, you're playing the game either first time or second, third time through with a really critical eye, mm. you're not going to notice those things. But I thought that ending was from Advent Children. Yeah. Because I thought, this isn't PlayStation graphics. This is not PlayStation graphics. Yeah, no, that was Advent Children, which, again, I don't blame them reusing assets. Yeah. Time and, and money. And, again, th- this was at the time before I sort of... It was told to you at the end, like, really at the end, but at the time it made no sense kind mm. of thing. You have you have the thing going through all the way through where you think, is Sephiroth there? Is he real? Mm. Is it just in Cloud's mind? And then you get the part where Palmer sees him. Yeah. And he mentions it in an actual meeting Yeah, with, with everyone there. And they all laugh at him. And they laugh at him. Hojo doesn't. No. Mind you, Hojo, again, I'll beep this, but Hojo's just freaky as fuck. But... Mm. Hojo's the only one that doesn't doesn't bat an eyelid. He he just thinks, well, obviously he's here. Yeah, you get that vibe from him. You know, nothing yeah. surprises him. Of course, he's gonna be here. You know. Yeah, but I do like that everybody else just kind of goes, yeah. I think you've uh, you've lost yourself in your butter tea. You know, right. they all that- make they all make fun of him. It's like mm. Sephiroth's not here. We told everyone that he is dead, and that's the story we're sticking with. Uh, it and it is really good, and I'm glad it was Palmer that saw him. I love the reaction because I'm pretty sure if they could have done, he would have wet himself. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's the kind of person where it was like, oh yeah, I've I've got all this money, I'm on easy street, and then suddenly you see someone from the past who, mm. if he just so much as looks at you, you probably have a heart attack. And he's yeah, he just drops his cup and he's in disbelief, and then when he disappears, he runs. Yeah. Which is, I thought, was a very valid um, mm. reaction. I would have I, papped my pants. <laughs> I think if I would have saw someone who's at that point before you re- before it sort of told you is either a ghost or not a ghost, but it's a, like a nine foot tall guy mm. with that luxurious hair. Not trying to ruin my hair, very but has <laughs> has a sword that's like three times as long as him. Yeah, just wandering through the halls, and as far as you know, he's dead. Yeah, right, and you know he's a psychopath. Mm. I think I'd freeze on the spot as well. Yeah. I'd freeze on the spot. My eyes would be like glued to him, thinking all the while, I'm not here. I'm invisible. Don't notice me. Yeah. <laughs> Just keep that yeah. sword away from me. It's too too sharp. Keep it away. Yeah. Keep it, you know. I love the fact that um, how because you Because it is mentioned in the OG that it was Palmer that saw him. Yeah, it was, wasn't it? You, you yeah. That, little, that, t- that brief... I want to say cutscene, but that brief little story bit of mm. I can I just bring up I thought I saw nah it can't be and it's just again in in the in the meeting it can't be yeah yeah, yeah. 
And even oh. later on, when you find uh, President Shinra dead, he's like, it was Sephiroth. I saw him. With yeah. my own eyes, I saw him. Yeah. And then, you know. And then that's he... when, in the OG game, the mythos of Sephiroth begins. Now, I can't remember exactly in the OG game, but obviously when you see the president, he falls forward and he's got that giant sword in his back. Mm-hmm. Does Rufus mention anything to do with how his dad died? What I mean is, does... Because Rufus, obviously, he, he, he jumps in and then he introduces the entire crew. You yeah. know, I'm a flower girl, I'm Avalanche, I'm ex-soldier, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm a dog, whatever. Does Rufus mention anything to do with how his father died? Because no. Sephiroth in the original, if I remember correctly, he's the embodiment of a ghost that can still mess with things. Yeah. He can still physically interact, but he's not there. He's stuck in an ice cap in a crater. Yeah. Right? In the remake, obviously this is going forward a bit, what have you, but in the remake, it isn't just President Shinra that stabbed, it's Barrett, but Barrett survives. We'll get into that in a minute. Yeah. But it's sort of, at that again, at that point, I'm still thinking... Is this actually Sephiroth? Did he actually see him? Is he in the building? Because that isn't the first time you see him in the building. And it's also not the first time you see him in the building as a very quick cut in the background, where if you're not looking... You won't see it, but it isn't the first time you see him. No, I might add. I love the fact that when you um, when you you have to go through a whole rigmarole, getting to yeah. um, getting into the lab. Now I've now to do this, you've got to go through before you get to the lab. You go through the rec center, don't you? Yeah. That's after you meet the mayor. Is that after or before? Because I think the mayor tells you how to get into his lab, doesn't he? Yeah, because you've got to go and um, talk to a guy and be like. <laughs> cloud yeah <laughs> just literally yeah. walking up to people going the mayor yeah <laughs> i love that <laughs> I, I love the mayor is an awesome guy i mean how vain do you have to be but yeah is, he's I, clearly a crackpot <laughs> I, I think when you go into the library the guy you talked to was called domino isn't he mayor domino yeah yeah but the, the guy outside i love when you talk to him then when you, you see the mayor then when you go back out he gives you a clue yeah. You peer through the teeth for it and it's like a general clue, but you get a weapon for Barrett. Yeah. <laughs> but it's sort Very of like nice he's still he's still stood there. I can talk to him. Obviously it's important. It's kinda like, mm. you know, an NPC, old school games, you see like a shaft of light. Yeah. I'm talking to them. You know. Yeah. But i I loved how the mayor of Midgar is Colonel Sanders. Oh, I'm so glad somebody else noticed that. It is it's clearly Colonel Sanders, but he's not wearing the white suit. Yeah. But no, he's he's clearly sort of based on him very loosely, mm. but I love it. I also love the fact that how you go in, Barrett's like, you're going to tell us where to go. You're going to tell us this and you're going to tell us that. And he's, he's he just tends to to the group and says, clearly I am. I'm your inside contact. Yeah. You don't have to threaten me. I like that they added that in because it wasn't in the OG game. No. Nah. Um, he, he, he just wanted to stick it to Shinra mm-hmm. by helping you. That was basically his mo for that was like oh are you here to like screw up shinra's day cool i'll help you out and let's have a little fun Mm. game in the process because i'm clearly mental but i like that he was there you know they 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 added a little depth for him like we'll probably never see him again 
that's fine. Mm. He he played his part, but I like that they gave him a bit more of an essential role where it's like, yeah, the reason you know all this stuff, ta-da! <laughs> it's me, Mayor Domino! And I like that they added that in, that, you know, it's nothing major, it doesn't break the rest of the game, it doesn't kind of, but it is that nice little, oh, that's clever. Hmm. Because I was expecting to get to Domino and him just be like, oh, yeah, you're going to sh- stick it to Shinra. Cool, I'll help you because mm. look at what they've done to me. He, As he says, I'm basically a librarian. <laughs> yeah. Librarian <laughs> with a nice office and a cane that he waves at people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just, just so- waving that at Barrett, I'm thinking, you know what, Barrett, calm yourself. He will batter you to death with that if you're not. Yeah, kidding. he looks like he's a bit dab handy with it. But again, <laughs> for probably what is going to be a one-off character giving him that little bit of extra depth mm. pulls the rest of the story in. Yeah. It adds another thread, another layer onto Avalanche. Mm. Um, so yeah, I, I approved of that. I really liked that, that, you know, just, just a little extra bit, little, 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 little morsel, but yes, Hojo, Hojo. Yeah. Um, <gasps> but b- before we get to him, you know, when you're going through the rec center and you see people sleeping and, you know, mm. they're, they're going through all this crisis. Everyone's coming in to try and figure out what's going on and have a crisis plan. And you think, well, these people are at least trying to help. You know, that's mm. what they've been told to do. Oh, and you and have that, that big crisis core reference. Yeah. But you, you have... Soul. Yeah. You have, you have the massive rec center and you've got that tree in the middle mm. and there's a shop. I thought they're not even selling food. What are they there for? You know? Yeah. But you have, like, people watching TVs and stuff, right? Mm. I put in my notes, this is where for where, but I put in my notes. I can't give you wet socks for the rest of your life, but you better believe I'm going to knock over every single chair I find to hell, hell with your, yeah. to hell with your big ass tree in the rec center. Yes. <laughs> so yes. I spent a good, 20 minutes knocking over every single chair I found. See, I tried avoiding it and Barrett was still bowling into everything, just like, oh, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but yeah, no, I did, I, I liked the rec centre because it, it looked exactly like it was in the OG game and I loved mm. that. But that that Crisis Core reference, I was not expecting that. Going back down the stairs and you see a couple of Shinra, I think they're second classes or third, maybe. No, they're third. Mm. Um, and they're like, oh, hey, it's Cloud. Oh, no, it's fine. Yeah, I was in training with him in the barracks. Oh, man, Kunsel will go mad. And Cloud's just like, oh, no. But yeah. it's just like, they mentioned Kunsel, which means Kunsel's alive. Kunsel's fine. And it made me yeah. happy because he was precious. <laughs> I loved him in Crisis Court. So, yeah, I love that they, they, again, it's another little thread from the compilation. Just a little thread. And it's like, can yeah. we please see Kunsel? At some point down the road, like maybe he, we see him on a mission or he's stationed mm. somewhere. But yeah, I love that, and everyone's sort of going, "Wait, what?" But yeah. it's never explained. Everyone just sort of takes it at face value because logically, you'd think, yeah, maybe he was a third class or a fourth yeah. class at some point. He had to be because he had to go through training. Mm. You have it. it it's logical that you go up through the ranks. So yeah, he would have known these these guys. I, I, I also love the immersion where it's like, oh, Cloud, I went training. How was how was you? He's asking questions. Going, yeah, I'm I'm okay. You made it to soldier. Then. Hang on, I'll go get Consul. He's not going to believe you here, and he runs off. Just yeah. just stay here. I'll go get him. And I actually yeah. waited there for five minutes, thinking this has got to be a thing. I'll just wait. <laughs> 
and nothing happened. But I thought that's adding to the immersion because any situation in real life that would probably happen. Just wait here. I'll go and get so and so. Have you got time? We'll we'll, we'll catch up. I yeah. stood there for five minutes waiting, thinking. I want to get on with the plot, but this is possibly a secret. Do I? Do I? Oh, hell with it. And I wandered off eventually. <laughs> yeah. It'd be cool if later down the line somebody said it is a secret that you can run into Kunsul, and I would love that. I would mm. love to just have a little moment with Kunsul, but in I think in the long like the Whisperers would get involved because mm. they interrupted Hojo during yeah. his little speech. But yeah, let's carry on because we've got to get to this ending for... Again, yeah, but before we get to Hojo's lab, it's it's a few more quickfire things here. I will say I was really disappointed in the cafeteria. How so? They didn't sell hot dogs. Zell's never going to go there, is he? (laughs) It's just not. You'll find Zell dead in the Shinra building because they don't have any hot dogs. No, no, he'd be major disappointed. Also, your contact says, oh, yeah, there's um, head to the men's restroom. That's not the kind of help I'm looking for. Oh, there's a, there's a shaft. Right. Again, there's not the kind of help I'm looking for. Access great. All right, I'm with you. <laughs> Again, there's yeah. me sat here in a house by myself. I'm trying to crack. I'm cracking these jokes. <laughs> Can we just point out as well, just briefly, that when you go to the men's bathroom, Tifa's like, I'm going to wait outside. Bless her little cotton socks. Because she's What's... like, that's a men's bathroom. I shouldn't go in there. Yeah. That's a men's room. Just get in there. It's a men's room. Yeah. Just, it, it's the same thing. It just smells bad. Go on, get in. Yeah, yeah, no, it's just it's so precious that they added that little tidbit in. Again, fleshing out her character and giving her more depth of like, mm. I'm not just going to walk in there because we were told we can get in. No, it's a men's bathroom. I'm going to stand outside. But that's more conspicuous because you're a, you're a woman that clearly doesn't work here, hanging around outside the men's bathroom, nunny. <laughs> and then she's like, "Oh yeah, yeah, no, you're right. I should go in." And it's like, "I love you. You're so precious." <laughs> One thing I wasn't expecting in Hojo's lab. We're not we're not going to mention the fact that you sort of hold him up at gunpoint and he's cool as a cucumber, and that he sort of sets things on you. I wasn't expect, expecting to fight two things in Hojo's lab. First of all, Gundams. Mm-hmm. And second of all, Cthulhu. Yeah. Yeah. I was not expecting that. That was a hard battle. However, mm. I finished Cthulhu off with Shiva. Finally summoned her. Nice. Because in that battle, I figured out how to summon things, which is basically get in trouble. Uh-huh. Switch to the person who has the summon. Mm-hmm. And then summon it. Mm-hmm. I finally used Shiva. And you know, it's one of those, you know where you think, you know, you fight Shiva, she's this uber boss, you get her as a playable character, she's weak as hell. Uh, mm. <laughs> no. <laughs> Not no. at all. She is a bad bitch. Oh, yes. <laughs> and she's oh, yes. hot. De- them hips don't lie. I'm, I'm surprised no, she didn't just like, fly at them with her hips. <laughs> FF14 Shiva's on the phone like, girl, I'm the one with them hips though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but I, I eventually oh, got that link pearl <laughs> <laughs> this this was before i actually realized um how useful uh the material to get your atb bar up is and how to actually fight as a ranged character because at this point i still hadn't leveled up Aerith, so i didn't have any of her stuff unlocked i didn't know how to use her properly it was at this point i started to realize how to use barrett properly as well yeah considering i was using him as my uh, healer and magic attacker as well mm-hmm. and I was running in with Tifa then I thought I'll I'll go in as Cloud 
Tifa's got her stuff up, and I was flipping to her to get my my battle gauge up quickly so I could use Shiva. That's how I mm-hmm. sort of finally cracked it. Now to yeah, I got I sort of worked out those uh, pro level tips and bunny quotes. <laughs> um, but there's a couple of things that I did notice in that in that section before you you did the other stuff was um, Cloud has another reaction, but it's it's within seeing Genova. It is, you know, isn't it? With seeing that, and it's just the one word he utters, and I picked up on this, and I thought, I can't go back, but I know he said it, and I heard him say mother. Yes. It's one of those things, I picked up on it, and I went, whoa, whoa, hey, whoa, 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 whoa. And my, yeah. my brain started wearing from the original. Yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. Anyone played the original games, they'll get that. Anyone who hasn't, they'll go, what? Yeah. Whoa, the, the, the little things that drop in every so often. Yeah, just... Yeah. Because there's there's a few there's a few things in that section. Obviously, the 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 mother mutter because it is so quietly spoken. Oh yeah, it I had subtitles so on. Quiet. Yeah, I, I, I it, always I made sure I had subtitles on because I thought I'm not going to miss anything. <laughs> yeah, I, I was the same with my first playthrough. Subtitles mm. on just in case. So there was the the whimper of mut- of mother. I nearly said mutter. Uh, it's not not German, um, but. There's also that scene with Hojo and Eris where she mm. sat in her tank and the stuff he says to her is... Her poker face. <sighs> the stuff he says to her is... It's beyond disgusting. diabolical. It's yeah. disgusting. Is he's he's like, oh yeah, you're like your mother but you're inferior, but it's fine. Don't worry about it. And then he goes on to tell her how they didn't waste her. Do you think we let her rot in the streets? No, we brought her in and we used everything down to the last atom. We ground her bones up. And poor, like, props to Eris throughout all of this. She's got a mad awesome poker face. She's just giving him this perfect poker face while Hojo is telling her how he butchered her mother's corpse. Damn! And then it's only after he leaves and does his typical evil villain cackle that she breaks and starts crying. And yeah. I mean, me personally, I was sat there going from, oh my God, this is dark, to kind of feeling a little sick to crying. Mm. It, they, I like how they've made FF7 more mature. Yeah. You know, it's not cheesy, even evil villain stuff. It's really dark, and it adds again to Hojo's character hmm. that he really just does not give a single flip about anyone's feelings, and that he has his own goals. He doesn't really care about Shinra. The only thing he cares about with Shinra is that they give him the money and the means to do what he wants. Yeah, and the fact that he's got his own own ideas outside yeah. of what they want as well. Yeah. But the stuff he said was disgusting. Mm. I haven't sort of mentioned this about any other game I've ever played, mm. but after Hojo says all of his evil, just evil spiel, yeah. and Aerith is there, poker face, and then she broke down, I actually said out loud, I've never been proud of a character before yeah. in a game. I was so proud of her. I, 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 I do remember, sort of like, I didn't say it out loud, but in my head I was like, good on you. Good on mm. you, girl. 
Yeah. I was so proud of her in that moment because it would have been so easy for her to break and to cry and to shout at him and give him something because that's what he wanted. The he reaction. wanted a reaction. Doesn't doesn't matter what it was whether she cursed at him, she threw herself at the screen, whatever. He wanted something and she gave him nothing. So proud of her. Anyone so else proud. anyone else in that situation would have been banging on the glass trying to yeah. get for him. Yeah. Just to throttle him, but mm-hmm. just sitting there poker faced. Even that little hint in a face, the little hint of interaction of I'm I'm gonna show slight annoyance. Mm. Ever so slight. Yeah. You know, and then only when he's out of the room. It's the kind of thing where you can't control how it affects you, but you can control your reaction to any yeah. situation in life. You can either give someone a satisfaction of reacting to when you when they say some evil stuff to you like that, or you can mm-hmm. be completely stoic and not yeah. let them see how it affects you. And you know? again, it's um, it's testament to Brianna White, who mm. I've I've watched some of her streams. Um, she's a streamer as well, Strange Rebel mm. Gaming. If ever you're interested, she's adorable. Mm. But she's said that this is her first major role. I don't know what else she's done. I will freely admit that. But her little nuances, again, when Hojo left the room, there's it's a very inaudible, you know, when, when you've been holding your breath for a long time, that little, yeah. you know, that little intake. Mm. I heard that and it broke me. Mm. It broke me because it's like, it, it is, you get the sense that the only way she could stop herself was to hold her breath. Mm. To just bite, not bite, bite your tongue, yeah, hold your breath, that kind breathe, of thing, yeah. not breathe through it. She, that's how stoic she was in that moment. There was not a, a deep and meaningful breath taken until mm. he left that room. And again, Brianna White, thank you, <laughs> monumental job, loved, loved that. But yeah, <laughs> what was your reaction when you saw Red? <gasps> Best boy, I love him. <laughs> When I saw him in the tank, I like, I'm not kidding. I, you know, I was in charge of Cloud and I ran up to the screen, uh, up to his little tank, and I was like, soon, soon. <laughs> <laughs> I was so happy. He is best boy. I love him. And I also like that they kept in how, like, in the OG, um, he's obviously put in the same tank as Eris originally and he's barking and growling at her and then afterwards he's like, I'm really sorry about that. I was just playing up to the crowd, mm. essentially. But he's not put in the same tank as her. He's brought up accidentally and um, he's he's you know, he's baring his teeth, he's growling and you know, his hackles are up. And he is like a feral beast, and I love him. But then that change from that feral animal to the sentient, intelligent being that we all know. Yeah. It's so... Oh, God, he's animated so beautifully. I was worried that he'd look a bit awkward. Yeah. I um, My reaction was, not when I saw him, because I thought, I knew Red was going to be here anyway, and I thought, yeah. the design's really cool, they've done a really good job. Mm. It was when it was the cutscene where he broke out and he went after Hojo. Mm. And if was it he went after Hojo and then the collar stopped him? He had Hojo had a button and the collar stopped him dead in, in his tracks, so he couldn't actually no. get to him. The door closed. Door closed. And yeah. he hit the door. When he was hurtling towards the door, the first thing that went through in my mind was business has just picked up. Mm-hmm. This this is where it starts to ramp up. 
yeah. business has clearly picked up. Yeah. And, you know, that, that cutscene where there was a connection between Aerith Air, and Red, where he's mm. got his, his feckles up and she's just walking towards him and I don't know what the she, hell happened. <laughs> yeah, she said, this child is a friend. Mm. What a it's, weird thing to say. This child is a friend. That's where the meta starts, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm. Definitely. Because it it's mentioned in the OG game that Red 13 physically is about 15, 16 years old. But because of his race, mm. he's actually more Barrett's age. So between 30, between the ages of 30 and 40. Mm. And I think somebody, I think it was Bugenhagen was like, oh, did you think he was an adult? And, you know, he's like, no, he's still a child. So I like that she added this child is a friend yeah. because she recognizes that he is young in, in his lifespan. I mean, we've seen mm. in the OG that he's still alive 500 years after the game's yeah. event. So he is very young. And I don't know what she communicated to him. It'd be interesting to find out if they come back to that later on and they touch on it. And he explains more of what happened in that moment because he does touch upon it throughout the escape mm. that he understands what the whispers are and so on and so forth. But he doesn't elaborate further on what was communicated to him in that moment to make yeah. him calm. Mm. I mean, obviously, that's before the, you know, the the stagger down the hallway mother say, oh, that black mm. feather. Yeah. Oh. What really shocked me, because I kind of knew there was going to be a Hojo section after seeing mm. it. You know, you've got to go through some sort of gauntlet. Yeah. I wasn't expecting to walk into Nebelheim. Yeah. Tell me it's not Nebel, Nebelheim, whatever it is. I wasn't expecting to walk into that many experimentation pods. Yeah, that was... That was a hell of a shock, but it was it was one of those where bad stuff has happened here, but look at the scenery. Yeah. It was like, oh my God, this is hell on earth, but wow, is it pretty. <laughs> 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 that nice little juxtaposition. Yeah, I do. I do remember saying to um, my partner when when you drop down after you know the whole, oh my god, it's Sephiroth, go and launch at him, and then the bridge breaks and Cloud ends mm. up down on the bottom layer. I remember when it all came up, I was like, oh my god, this is like the re reactor in Nibelheim. Yeah. Oh, this isn't fun. <laughs> I also like the little addition when you are down on the ground, you pick up a bit of material. Mm -hmm. I love that little addition because I thought Nibbleheim, the actual reactor there, going towards there, you have um, the life stream pods. Yeah. And that's where you find some material because that's where material comes from, life stream. Yeah. That was a nice little thing. What really, it, it was really starting to ramp up. This was just before chapter 17, wasn't it? Mm -hmm. It's really starting to ramp up because Sephiroth showed up. Mm. Cloud was stepping back. He was shocked before he tried to react. What got me was everyone else saw him. Yes, that was very pivotal because before that point, and obviously before Palmer mentions that he's seen it, because again, to a degree, you, you kind of don't want to believe Palmer because mm. it's like you're clearly just an idiot. Character, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, you're clearly an idiot. But yeah, before all that, you're almost certain 
because of how Sephiroth has presented himself to Cloud. Mm. You know, um, walking through Nibelheim in the middle of Midgar and then him stopping time to walk around Eris. You know, these are all things that you could easily say they're in his head. But then when you see everyone else being like, wait a minute, because everyone's going to know what he looks like. He was in the papers. He was was a decorator. Yeah, he was a war hero. He was a decorated soldier. Everyone knows what he looks like. So seeing that recognition and that realization of, but we were told he's dead. Mm. What? I, lo- I love the shock faces. Mm. But one thing I did notice, and it was just just like a little momentary thing, was when you have the shock faces, Cloud's shocked to a point where you can tell he's either going to fight or flight. Yeah, Tifa's really stepping back because she can't believe it. Barrett yeah. Barrett can't believe it, but then the the camera lingers a little too much on Aerith, mm. just ever so slightly. I pick up on these things and I thought that's got to be intentional. Mm-hmm. It's got because to I be. think that that kind of goes back to when you're just with Aerith in the Sector Five slums, and again. Cloud has another vision of Sephiroth with the um, the reunion clone. That's what I'm going to call them for the time being, like Marcus and so on, the reunion mm. clone. And he says to her, oh, have you ever heard of Sephiroth? And she's like, yeah, he's that war hero. He was in the papers a lot. Mm. And he said, and um, he said, yeah, he, he's supposed to be dead. And she said, yeah, again, the papers reported on that. And he said, I've got a feeling that he's still alive. And it zooms in on her mouth. And she just goes, oh, mm. right. Yeah, and again, this is where you know because obviously the we've said that the meta starts with you know this child is a friend with Red Thirteen, and mm. it's really ramping up now. So yeah, I think it is yeah. a wee little callback to that. Oh right, yeah. Also, I've just got to ask. It's never mentioned, as far as I can tell, and this is going for like everything square. So Final Fantasy Kingdom Hearts, anything that Sephiroth is in, mm-hmm. what is his sword made out of? He cuts That's a bridge the- in half. Masamune? I don't think it's ever said. Because I've got a theory. Uh-huh. I think it's made out of sharpened Nokia 3310s. <laughs> because he cuts through... phones! He, he, he cuts through bridges in Crisis yeah. Core. He cuts through the barrel of the giant gun that has to be remade. Oh, Junan, yeah. Yeah, he cuts... He just chops the end of that gun off, attacking... Is it Genesis he attacks at that point? He attacks either Genesis or Agile, right? So he chops the barrel of a massive gun off. He yeah. chops down bridges. He takes down dragons in yeah. Nibelheim in the flashback in the original. I'm pretty sure it's sharpened 3310s. It's got to be. I'll accept that head cannon. But in canon, no, I don't think they ever say what the material is. I'm, I'm going to say 3310s. It's got to yeah. be. Yeah, uh, head cannon you know. accepted. <laughs> <laughs> head it here first. Fact. Right. Yes. Um... So after all, <laughs> so after all of the like the the lab rat thing, which took me ages to do, I'll mention one thing before we go screaming towards the ending, because uh, we're getting towards there. All my notes yeah. are towards the ending now. That bloody blade millipede thing. Oh, the one that um, yeah um, oh, what's it called? It's the sword thing. I know what you're on about. It's yeah. a big mechanical. I'm so glad that they put that in though, because yeah. that was an enemy that you ran across a lot in the Shinra HQ, mm. and I'm glad that they made it into a, a like a mini boss because it's such a unique design mm. that it deserved it. And I'm so glad that they like 
blew it up on the scale. <laughs> I I love the fact that that fight included both teams. Yeah, I thought that was that was a really clever move, and I loved it. Uh, chef's it was kiss. <laughs> again Chef's Kiss. Yeah, yeah. There's plenty of those. <laughs> I I also going after I because it took me two attempts going back. I realised that you can't do that fight with Cloud and Tifa. It's got to be your long range pe- people. It's got to be Barrett and Aerith. Mm-hmm. It's got to be because you can't get anywhere near them. No, it's it's either bladed up to high hell and it's going for you. It's electrifying, you know. It's it's full of electricity, so you can't get close. Or it's spinning so fast. <laughs> but yeah, I, I I loved how at the end of that fight you took it down. Airs mm. was shooting at it, and then Red just went straight for it. You know, yeah, and no, together I, that took was it down. A really it's... nice touch because again, it shows that they are just on different floors. Mm. They're not in completely different buildings. They're just in on different floors, and they can't get to one another. Which I was low key calling BS because we've seen Cloud and how far he can jump. Like Final Fantasy Physics mm. for the win. Yeah, he could have just gone. Hold on a minute, Barrett. I'll be back. Noom <laughs> and jumped, <laughs> but. Uh, I, I I understand that the FF physics is uh, for you mm. know cool superhero moments only, mm. but I like that again. It's showing you that they're just on different floors and that you know they've probably been hearing each other fighting all the mm. way through, and it's great. I also love the fact that when you at the end of that fight you you control in Tifa again the Tifa and Ares yes. thing, and you go towards either end of that tunnel that Barrett and Cloud can't get out of. <laughs> and the banging on the the banging on the they're trying to attack it with brute force, right? Yeah. You open the door, and all you see is from the opposite side of it, and you you kind of get the impression that they thought Aerith pushed that door off, so she's super yeah. strong. And it's hi guys. <laughs> yeah, she just kind of like pulls clatter, forward. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hi guys. <laughs> yeah. Great. I love it. Then you start hurtling towards. I, I also like the fact that you you, you start hurtling towards the elevator. Right, and you physically get told you get that meta moment with Aerith again, mm. right? And then you get that physical wait, wait a second, what if we go here? It's a point of no return. Yes, and you even get told, are you sure you want to go further? Yeah, that was. I just thought this is the end. This has got to be towards the end. Mm-hmm. I was so glad it told me so I could panic save. Yeah. Intro music is Among the Stars by Muse Station Productions. Outro music is I Need You Watashi no Sabate by GH. Spoiler break music is Spectrum Subdiffusion Mix by Phonics. Palette cleanser music is Breathe Deep, Breathe Clear by Siobhan Dagay. See the show notes for more details. The Waffling Tailors podcast is a proud member of the J&J Media Network. To find out more about J&J Media, head over to jayandjay.media or check the show notes for a link.